All right. Never know how long it takes to come up here and is starting up. But good morning. Are you glad to be here today? All right. We're going to try something new today, and I was going to see if I could sit down and preach a sermon. Uh, there's some wagers going on, but we're going to give this a shot and see how this works. It, it takes a lot less work for the camera guys, but be ready. I might just get up. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to see if we can do this. We're going to continue on in this series of uh, the light. Let there be light. And uh, when it comes to this part of the message where I'm looking at this week, it has to deal with darkness as well. And you know what I forgot is my clicker on my desk. So someone's going to run because <laughs> I need my clicker. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, so we'll pause on this thought here for a moment. But uh, when we think about the light and darkness, and I was praying about this and saying, God, because there's so much goes on in this brain that uh, I, my prayer every Sunday when I preach is, God, help me to speak with clarity. And uh, this was the thought that uh, came onto my heart and mind to help me stay focused. We don't understand this. We will not understand the significance of the light until you see the depth of your darkness. We will not understand the significance of the light until we see the depth of our darkness. Awesome. What do we do with these technology stuff? All right. So that's why we're, whoa, we're flopping already in the changing signs, man. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys grasp hold of darkness. I don't think we do understand darkness. When we think of the darkness of a, a, a thing, we, like, oh, I'm going in a dark room, I flick a light on. We go into a dark room, oh, I got, a, I got my phone, I can turn the light on, I can fl- get light. Everywhere we go, we are never in darkness. We always seem to want to, we're able to turn light on. There's been a few times in my life where I've been in places of what I'll call utter darkness, where one was when God called us into ministry, I did not want to go to Bible college because that meant exams. So I went to Bible school to Capernay, and I thought, there's no exams there. I can go there. And, but they weren't ready for married students. And so we got to live in a, a cottage, a house, right on the ocean. But we had to be a distance from this beautiful scenery setting of Cape and Ray Bible School. And so we would hop on our bicycles, and I had a generator, and I did Google this. You can still get these things today where you hook it onto your wheel, and as you're riding, the light illuminates where you're going, and it's pretty cool. So we would finish the class at 9 o'clock at night, and Linda and I would hop on our bicycles, and we would illuminate the road because there were no houses on the street because you had to go down to, because every house was by the ocean. And so we would ride our bikes, and the house where we went, the driveway went down, turned around some trees and into the, the house where we would go. And one point we had stopped, not a smart thing, because we were going down the driveway, and I think I was going a little too fast. So we both stopped, and it was black. You couldn't just turn a light on. I was going to say they didn't have phones back then. Oh aging that is. Uh, And so we were in darkness, and we could not see anything. 
So only thing we could do is, I'm pretty sure we go this way, we aimed the bikes, got the pedal up high, and took off, and hoping there wasn't a tree. <laughs> and by faith, <laughs> yeah, we headed forward and we did make it. But that was darkness. And I don't think we grasped hold of really the significance of how dark our soul is. We, do we actually realize the darkness that we are in? And that's what I want us to look at. I want us to look at the light, but I also want, in contrast, I want us to look at the darkness today. And so the passage that I want to look at is, is we're pulling two together, darkness and light. And this is just the, to understand a bit. And this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. We have been singing about, that wasn't amazing songs today, about Jesus coming down, bringing light. The light has come into the world. That is talking about our Christmas narrative that we've just been reading about and singing about. But man lived, loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. And that's the sad part that we find our world in today. And we say, oh, not us, not me, I, I love the light, but do we? And this is where I want us to look at today. How far do we grasp hold of this light that we come to? When we think of Christmas, we think of light. Jesus came into the world to bring light, but where do we go? This is the passage I want us to look at. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word I pray, God, you would illuminate, you would grasp, help us to understand just how significant this light is and just how dark we really are in our soul. I pray, God, for your spirit to give clarity as we look at your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been going, like John has so much, his whole theme is about light. He goes, I am the light. These are Jesus' words. Okay, he's, he's talking to the crowds, the Pharisees, the Sadducees are there, they're listening in too, and he goes, I am the light of the world. Religious leaders did not like that. Because he goes on to say, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Think through this. This is Jesus who was born in a stable, came into a dark world in a dark stable. He is the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. 1 John 1, 9. Can you picture? I love this. I love this picture of light. It's... Like when you think of light, you turn it on and light dispels the darkness. It's powerful. Do you ever think of taking a bag of darkness and say, I'm going to get rid of this light? It doesn't work, does it? Light dispels darkness. And that's the picture we need to grasp hold of when we think of this Christmas narrative of Jesus coming into the world and bringing light into the world. There's a deep connection between the light of Jesus and truth, and truth. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of life. Just listen to John's gospel. 
in John 1.4. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world, John 9. John 12. For a little while longer, the light will be among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overcome you. John 12.36. Believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. And continues on, I have come into the world as light so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. Do you get the picture? Jesus is light. We've been preaching this for weeks here now. I want us to grasp hold, but I want us to take it one step farther in this picture. Jesus is the only light. Jesus is the only light. Without this light, there is no salvation. Without this light, there's no dispelling of darkness. One person wrote it this way. In declaring himself to be light of the world, Jesus was claiming that he is exclusive, the exclusive source of spiritual light. Exclusive source. When you think of the darkness of the soul, and you say, well, it's not me. I don't have darkness. What are, you re- what are you comparing it to? We compare ourselves to other people. Oh, I'm better than that person. I'll never forget witnessing to my neighbor lady, telling her about the love of Jesus, and that she was a sinner, but Jesus came to die for her sins. And she goes, I'm better than that, that guy down the street that goes to church. I'm like, yeah, maybe so. But that's the argument that we have. But compare it to the light. Don't compare it to your neighbor. Jesus is the only way. And when we are in the darkness of our soul, when we are looking on ways to get better, we are looking on how to get rid of the darkness. We Google it. We talk to peers. We read books. We go to church, but church itself, if you got to heaven's gate and said, Pastor, was it St. Peter? Whoever we want to get to the gate, it's all wrong theologically, but let me argue this anyways. You get there and say, you should, you got to let me in. I listened to Pastor Neil's sermons for 20 years. (laughs) I suffered for all these years. You got to let me in. It's not good enough. Okay? It's not good enough. We need something that will dispel the darkness. And we try to find it in so many different ways. So I'm here to say today, Jesus is the only source. He's the only source. Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And people say, that is not fair. There's no way God can do that. That is just bullying and saying, this is the only way. But God is telling you because it's the truth. We try to find our other ways around this. But the truth is, the verdict is, light has come into the world. We celebrate this Christmas. Light has come into the world. Jesus was born. But we choose darkness. And we all have our different shades of darkness, right? 
I'm a pretty good person. I just have a little bit of shade of darkness of the soul. It's still darkness of the soul. And so no matter how good you could be, you can never make it. Jesus is the exclusive light that dispels darkness. There is nothing else that can dispel the darkness of the soul. But we try. Because we want to do it on our own ways. We try to do this. Romans 1, you could read it from 18 all the way. The wrath of God is being revealed. But I want to just take this part, just to shorten this down a bit. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain, God has made it plain, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his internal powers, his divine nature has been clearly seen. We call this general revelation. There's no one that can say they didn't know God. God has made it clear. No one can say, I have an excuse for not knowing God. For although they knew God in verse 21, they neither glorified him nor gave him thanks. Verse 24, therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires. And you can read the rest of that passage. There's the reality. Darkness is there. The darkness of the soul. And Jesus says, I am the exclusive light. There's no other way to dispel darkness of the soul. But we want to. We try to. I wrote here, Jesus is not being mean. He is simply stating there is no other light that can dispel darkness. We can try to reflect. We try to be good. We try to dispel the darkness by our own Try, I'm going to be good. And if you understand addiction, we just go deeper and deeper. It just digs, digs us deeper into a hole. If you realize the littlest thing we go down, saying, I want joy, because believe me, sin, there is fun in sin. Don't get me wrong, there is fun in sin. You can enjoy it for a moment, but it only gets you deeper in darkness. And you say, well, this isn't satisfying anymore. I got to go deeper, and I got to go deeper, and I got to go deeper. And we find ourselves deeper and darker in sin. Jesus understands that. He understands the darkness of the soul. And he says, this is the only way to dispel darkness. It is the only way. Let the light in. Jesus says, I have come to bring light to the world. But we need to let the light in. Because once you realize this, uh, Jesus is the only light. And I just can't sit still. Uh, Jesus is the light of freedom. Think of this. I am the light of freedom. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never. The word here is so strong. The negative is the strongest form expressing, as one person said, it shall by no means walk in darkness. That is the power of the light of God, that by no means you'll be able to walk in darkness. He has come to set you free. This is an amazing message of Christmas, that he has come to set us free. Why do we not 
Let him do that. In Isaiah, well, or, whoa, scripture, okay, never mind. Let me just read this fast, if I can. It's Luke chapter 4, Jesus quotes this, and this is my message, this is, this is me wanting you to understand, this is, I will quote this again and again, the spirit of the Lord is on me, Jesus said, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recover sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free. Jesus came as light into the world to dispel the darkness so you and I could be free. And then we hold on to these little shadows in these little rooms of our beings. And Jesus says, I come to set you free fully. But do we have that freedom? This is my dilemma when I I talk to followers of Jesus. We have shadows. We all have the the darkness of the soul that we hide. And Jesus claims, I am the light that dispels darkness. Yet, we have darkness in the soul. Well, I gave my life to Jesus. Some of us, we've let him into the entrance room of our soul. We've never let him into any other floor any other room. Jesus wants us to be free. He wants you and me to find freedom. He wants your neighbor to find freedom, your coworker to find freedom. It's in the light of Jesus. Only Jesus dispels the darkness. Amen? Okay, you guys are alive, okay. He's the one who takes our darkness of the soul when we ask him to come into our life and take The darkness, he dispels it. He promises. You will never walk in darkness again. He says, I can remove it fully. Now there's another whole question of quenching the spirit of God. Where we hold on to the darkness. And today I want you to be free from the darkness of the soul. That you can actually celebrate Christmas, to the full meaning of Christmas, because I recognize there are depression that hits us at Christmas. We get sad, and we don't know why. Why the depression at Christmas? Because there's all this hoopah, and everything is so exciting, and but, but why am I feeling so down? Let him write in. Let him write in. Let him come in. Take control of every part of your life. There is freedom. He promises it. He tells us. Just like me getting on that bike saying, this is the direction, I'm going to take one step forward and that light's going to illuminate. It's a step of faith. But we have the truth standing on us. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I have come to set you free. Christmas is the message of hope, of joy, of of celebration. And that's what I want us to experience. So there is great hope. Jesus is the only light 
that dispels darkness. He has come to set you free. He has come to set me free, to set the world free. We have a message. We have a message to tell the world and come next week for that one. Okay, because this is a powerful message of good news, of great joy. But understand something. We need to hold on to he is the only light that can dispel darkness. I know there's going to be people that's going to say, well, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? What about... But can, what can dispel darkness? Can that religion dispel darkness? Can that religion, that religion? Can that religion? Religion can never dispel darkness. Only Jesus Christ dispels darkness. Amen. Yeah, so that is the message we have. And so when it comes to celebrating Christmas, and there is another part of this verse, that Jesus is the light of life. Did you read that? He is the light of life. So if anybody could dis- should be able to demonstrate what it is to be free and to walk in the light, it is a follower of Jesus. It's not the grumpy of Jesus, people. It's the light of Jesus that shines in us, that we radiate. So at Christmas, we, need to be ex- we just need to be excited about Jesus, right? So when you got that mask on, you know the love of Jesus. You get excited about the, the supremacy, the, this powerful Jesus. The only light that can dispel darkness is found in him. We should get excited about that. We should be thrilled, but here's the challenge that I come back to as we take this last point. If we lose the reality of that darkness of soul, we don't see the glory of the light. Because we say, hey, I'm a good person. And we diminish the light. And we say, well, I really don't need Jesus. You know, well, I, I prayed and gave my life to Jesus, but I'm good. Now I'm just good. I, I'm just going to live my life. I am good. Jesus saved me. I got my fire insurance. I can just do my life. But what I want to say today is every morning when you get up, to realize God's mercy. If you're wondering why I'm limping, I was stupid. Okay, and I got a tattoo. I know, no. I got a, a, a bit of a cut. Uh, and I didn't understand the depth of the cut, but it was deep. And when I went to the doctor, uh, I went to emergency, I was smart enough. In my old age, I'm getting a little wiser. I didn't finish the job. I went to the doctor first. And uh, he kept saying to everybody... As I'm laying out on the, this thing as he's working on my leg, if a nurse walked by the door, if a doctor, hey, this guy is so lucky. He must have said it a hundred times, literally. As he's stitching me up, he's like, this guy is so lucky. I just kept saying, blessed, <laughs> blessed. <laughs> and he just kept saying lucky. But 
So now I want to get a tattoo because it's a nice horseshoe. I'm not a tattoo person. Uh, I could put mercy in the middle because every day I didn't realize the depth of the cut and what I missed as he kept saying I was lucky because not an artery, not a muscle, nothing was touched. As he's sewing me up, he couldn't understand how that was possible. And I know. It's the mercy of God. Because God could have took my life. My wife reminded me of that many, many times. uh, That I was by myself. Uh, But it's God's mercy. So when you think of the light, all to say that, when you think of the light, and you think of all that he's done, you recognize how dark we really are. And Jesus saved me. Some of you have been very good people all your life. And you don't even recognize the darkness. My prayer is that you would see the darkness of the soul. We are marred by sin, born into sin. We will never be good enough to get into heaven. We will never be good enough to have the glory of God in a relationship with him. It is only through the light of the world, Jesus Christ. So if you think you're good enough, and if you're watching, you say, I'm good, I'm good. I go to church, I suffer under his preaching, you know, whatever it is, you're not good enough. You need Jesus. And the Christmas message is, I have come into the world. Don't be one of those that said, I choose darkness. I'm a pretty good person. Today I want you to recognize the darkness of the soul for a moment. Not to dwell there, but just to recognize by the scars that remind you that you need a Savior, Jesus Christ. Because then, out of that, when you come and you say, Jesus, come in, let the light in, take over, we have something to celebrate. That Christians should be vibrant in their joy. And I don't know, when you, you guys look at ingredients on packages and stuff, I don't normally do that. But apparently, the first thing on the ingredient, that's what has the most, right? So I looked at a chocolate bar, and the first ingredient, what do you think it is? Sugar. I was totally floored. I thought for sure it was chocolate. Chocolate is second. <laughs> Devastation. Uh, I got to find a new product. But... If you think of that, think of this. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. What should radiate from a follower of Jesus? We should get a little bit excited about Jesus. And think of what he's done. Man, I've been set free. So there's so much more to the fruit of the Spirit of what a follower has. But I want to close off with this. As we celebrate Christmas, as we think, get excited about what Jesus has done. He has come into the world, and not just a pretty little picture of a nativity scene. If you go by my house, I have a nativity scene uh, outside, but in the manger, it's carved out belief, because otherwise, what's the point of the pretty little nativity scene? We need to believe that he has come into the world to bring light, to dispel the darkness of our soul. 
So the, this moment, I want us just to take a moment and to reflect. Have you seen that light? Have you responded to him? Respond to him today. I want us to close our eyes and just take a moment. The worship team's going to come up, but I want us to pray. Heavenly Father, we truly know the darkness of our soul, but we've been pushing it off. And I pray, Lord God, that even here in our midst, those watching, Lord, I pray that you would shine your light in. Reveal the darkness that we've been holding on to, that we've been hiding in the corners, in the crevices of our soul. Lord, let us see it right now as our eyes are closed. May you speak to us that we would invite your light to come in. In this quiet moment, Spirit of God, speak.